Tonight, we'll share 30 minutes of guided meditation in restorative embodiment and compassion practice, followed by an opportunity for discussion, and then closing with an intention-setting ritual. I just wanted to say you may wish to set your Zoom to either speaker view with gallery on the side or remain in the gallery view to feel the presence of the power of our community gathered here tonight. And you may wish to turn your body slightly away from your screen or move the screen to the side a bit so that you can still feel the presence of everyone here in our virtual meditation hall, but give your eyes a break from the blue light and minimize the distraction of these colorful moving pixels that have such power to transfix our attention. And if the screen is too distracting to even be in your presence, it's fine to turn your body completely so it's out of your line of vision. So I'll invite us to begin to settle into a meditation posture, a comfortable position. If you're in a chair, I recommend sitting forward on the front edge of the chair. Or if you have a cushion or pillow that you can place behind your back between you and the chair to help hold your spine straight and the posture upright without straining or becoming tense. Or if your body is in need of deeper relaxation tonight, you're very welcome to lie down. I recommend lying flat on your back with eyes open to promote, to promote alertness while letting the body relax completely into the floor. And these postures of a, a, a straight spine, open chest and relaxed shoulders, open eyes can cultivate an energetic openness to allow the breath to expand and flow through the entire body unobstructed. And if your body has a different need, Please listen to that wisdom over my words. We use a meditation bell to mark the transition into this new intentional space of vivid presence. In my experience, the ringing can have the power to cut right through all the residual white noise of our media culture and bring us here together in this singular, precious, and fleeting moment. We can hook our attention to the sound of the bell, following it until it fades to silence and the other streams of sound in the wide ambient field rise around us. like to begin a meditation period scanning slowly through my entire body setting up the posture and noticing any hidden tension we may not even be aware of through our day sitting at a computer moving about our lives we may not even notice the shoulders creeping up around the ears the chest or the belly collapsing and this can really be a practice of countering that habitual tendency of the body as much as we counter the habitual tendencies of the mind. 
And I'll walk us through the body briefly. It may help to visualize each part dissolving and expanding out into mist or imagining warm water moving over each part to cultivate a sense of opening and softening. We have years of habits, tensing, collapsing, and it takes time to practice a new way of being in the body. And if this, again, if this is not the right practice for you at this time, please feel free to let my words flow over you. And also feel welcome to adjust your posture anytime and simply return to stillness. Beginning with the crown of the head, relaxing all the muscles in the forehead, letting the eyes soften, possibly even roll back in the sockets. Muscles in the cheeks relax, letting the jaw hang loose. Dissolving tension in the neck. And see if you can even feel the actual organ of the brain relax and settle in the skull. Noticing if those shoulders are trying to fall forward and just remembering to open. Letting the upper arms, the lower arms and hands relax and the power of gravity doing the work for us while we gently hold the posture upright. Settling the hips into the seat. Open the belly, letting breath flow through without obstruction. And if there is obstruction, just noticing. That's good information. Can we make any little adjustments to let it relax a bit? Releasing the thighs and the knees, calves and ankles. Letting the energy flow out through the feet into the ground, rooted into the earth. And remembering to breathe. So much of our day we spend breathing from the chest up. And this is a chance to practice breathing deeper. From a more grounded place in the core of the body. As we begin to settle the heart, mind, and the body, I invite you to let my words flow through you, as if sitting next to a stream watching leaves float by. All the visualizations and suggestions I offer are like the leaves. We can pick one up, examine it with curiosity, and place it back. Or simply sit with the breath and be present to the flowing stream. I believe sitting with an intention towards compassion for oneself and others is more important than getting hung up on any particular practice suggestion. Remember, there is no doing this wrong. It's about observing, taking notice of what's arising, 
building mental muscles and new neural pathways and setting our intentions. We're not trying to make anything happen. Simply letting my words have whatever effect they have and observing. And as the body settles into stillness, we might notice the mind arise saying, there's a million other things I need to and should be doing right now. Even for those of us who are experienced practitioners, why can it still feel so terrifying to sit still sometimes? We have a tidal wave of conditioning telling us otherwise that we shouldn't be doing this, that there's so much to be done. Why can silence feel so uncomfortable? What's going on with the part that wants to be anywhere other than here? And will it ever rest? In these moments, it can be helpful to me to say to myself, to practice saying to myself, no, I am investing this short amount of time to realigning my compass and so to my ability to step forward and move in a more genuine way. It takes time and repeated practice. I feel it's important in this ritual space to remember who we are practicing for. Whose are we rather than who are we? Who are we most grateful for? This practice is simply not simply for our own peace of mind. And we can begin by bringing in the immense human family with so much diversity of experience and expression, remembering that we are one cell intrinsically connected to a vast network of life. We set the conditions and our aspiration to work for the liberation of all, not just some. And bringing into our hearts people of all genders, races and ethnicities, from urban and rural areas, people with disabilities, visible and invisible, survivors, people of all ages, those who identify as activists and those who don't, spiritual seekers and those whose practices don't fall into any faith tradition, our elders, our families, genetic and chosen, those dear to us who have died, indigenous caretakers of this land, we honor all and set the conditions for our actions to protect the well-being of the earth community. Now bringing into our hearts the beings who speak with a different voice that we may not immediately understand and who cannot speak for themselves at the tables of policy makers 
the beings who roam the waters, the grasses, forests, mountains, and sky, whose lives we deeply impact in ways we may never see, but must bring into our awareness and hold ourselves accountable to. And tuning back into the sensations of this body, this being we move around with all day, this collection of smells, sights, tastes, sounds, touches. What would it look like in this moment to practice gratitude for this body, for this life? And for this next practice, feel free to try out the suggestions now or simply continue meditating in stillness and if you like, trying out the practice later on your own. It's a practice called loving hands. And it's placing the hands on a part of the body that might need a little more tender loving care. And letting the warmth of the hands infuse that part, perhaps the neck, the heart center, breathing into the touch of the hands. Perhaps touching the face as if touching the cheeks of a young child. Or that young child is very much alive and within us and here with us this moment. Perhaps the belly. The lower back or the knees. Many of us have developed such a strong habit to hold ourselves roughly and it can be a powerful experience to practice loving touch from ourselves. A potent form of self-care bring, bringing into our everyday lives like gently brushing the teeth, gently combing the hair. while cook cooking, touching the vegetables and utensils with loving hands of gratitude. This is an endless practice that we can employ anytime. I'm returning to a settled meditation posture. Simply thanking the body for everything it does for us and assuring the body we're here to care for it, that we're in this together. We respect its needs. We will listen. Now attending to the heart. In all likelihood, since the elections, we may feel some triumphs and relief in some places of loss and worry or anger. Maybe some frustration and grieving over the hyperpolarization of our political system and the animosity that can feel as though it's sizzling through the very air we breathe. How do we hold that in this moment? And if we feel disconnected and numb or feel nothing at all, that can be potent to explore. 
coming deeper into intimacy with the, the raw sensations and then the feelings. What is underneath that numbness? And remember to breathe. Recognizing that it's okay and normal to feel many different and even conflicting things at once. Asking, is anything ever all one way? There's a lot we do not know. But we can reflect on what do I know? For me, that means on what values do I stand? What do I know in my gut? And what do I not know? For me, that's all the possible effects of anything that happens. I believe all we can do is move from our best judgment with what we know at the time while remaining humble to all we do not know and open to continual learning, changing, and growing. As we move through our loving kindness practice, it's perfectly fine to either bring specific people or groups to mind or simply listen to my words and notice a general feeling as I mention different groups and the energy of your relationship to that group. I'm thinking of all the people doing incredible organizing and activist work, knowing well how challenging it is, how demanding, those who are on the front lines of the movements for a more just and equitable and sustainable world. Now bringing to heart all the people we know and love in our lives, who we're doing this for, who we're in this work to protect. The people we celebrate life with. And how can we bring more of that energy into our communities? Returning to simple presence of the body as loving kindness is only ever experienced right here in this body, in this moment. Now bringing into our hearts all of the neutral people in our lives, the people we interact with day to day, And just practicing sitting in silence can teach us a lot about waiting, pausing, creating a little gap or wedge between interactions we have and are more often than not habitual reactions. And what a kindness to the people in our lives. From our most cherished loved ones to the coworkers we really struggle with. time to notice how interdependent our lives really are and bringing to mind all the people who flow through our days each an entire universe of experiences unto themselves and just sitting with that richness that we will never know and yet we know in our own way so well 
honoring all the sacrifices people made to be able to vote, to organize, and take actions, who worked hard in this election to protect others' human rights and their ability to vote, acknowledging our deep gratitude for their and our own efforts. And now opening the heart and moving to the people for whom it is more difficult for us to practice loving kindness. And perhaps these are people we're in movement with, in alignment with, and yet face great conflict. Or perhaps these are people in our lives who we consider on the other side. In our hyper-bipartisan political landscape, sides can feel diametrically opposed. And I wonder, is it, can you absolutely know it's true in every way? How might we complicate the story a bit? What is shared within all of our humanity? Are we relegating people in our lives to a state of otherness? Is that helpful? And for me, I don't find it particularly useful to conduct thought experiments on phantoms in my mind or those who I believe are the biggest harm causers on the planet. It just fills me with rage and I don't have access to them. But for me, it's much more helpful to reflect on where do I have the power to affect change? Who are the people in my life that I disagree with and where might I find any little windows or doorways into greater understanding? And if we don't often interact with people we disagree with, that can be important to notice too. It can be important to our own safety to not interact with people. And I think it can also be helpful to notice, are there places where I might make connections? And I feel gratitude for all that I've learned that's shaped my values while recognizing all the ways I am still ignorant. Can I feel compassion for the ignorance of others while doing all I can in the work of dispelling ignorance in the world, beginning with myself? In the Zen tradition, a koan is a question that is to be carried with us close to our hearts, ever deepening with no easy answer. And I have a koan in this work of what does it mean to prevent or stop harm while maintaining my fellow human's dignity? What does it mean to work to prevent or stop harm 
while maintaining my fellow human's dignity. And returning to the body, letting the loving kindness practices flow through any residual impressions that may have arisen. Returning to grounding in the physical experience, the touch of the clothes, the ambient field of sound of the rich world around us. The breath of balm moving through the body, intentionally sending the breath to particular places that might be collapsing, chest open, belly open, shoulders relaxed. Every time the mind skitters away, it's gently coming back. Remembering we're doing this training out of love. Can I see what is abundant in this moment of experience that I may be grateful for rather than what might be lacking? This is not trying to quickly shift an entire worldview or believe something we don't believe, but just noticing the moments, noticing the fullness of the physical experience in a single moment. In this field we're generating collectively in this space together, in this community of loving kindness, We can practice extending those wishes for well-being across the land to all the non-human, plant and animal beings, just calling them into this heart space. And feeling our gratitude for how intrinsically linked we are. We depend on them utterly for our survival. You may wish to connect with any of these beings in your living space. We're fortunate to have Wilbur here with us tonight in the hall. Plants or animals in your home. Bringing to heart your favorite trees outside in your yard or all the creatures you see on a daily basis who visit. And letting our awareness widen beyond 
our deep aspirations for compassion and understanding seeping out from our hearts to the space around us to cover the land. We cannot know the effects of sending our intentions out into the universe. But I believe through practice, we can know the effects this has on us, on our own resilience, our own open-heartedness, and how we move about our day with more touches of this expansive awareness and how that supports our activism work. Breathing our gratitude for vastness. How vast does the breath go? How vast does your single breath extend? In what ways is your breath in reciprocity with the rest of existence, all the other breathing beings? And we bring this awareness to even the most expansive cosmic level. Just sitting for a moment in the truth of this mysterious universe. The majesty and the genius of all that exists and the simple fact that it exists at all. Will your single breath eventually make its way all the way to the very edges of the cosmos? Are there any limits to the awareness we can hold? Thank you so much for your sincere practice.